Hello and welcome to the 21st episode of the Pointy Hatcast. I am your host Sam, also known as Ducky Ryan on Twitch. And we are joined today by our co-host, fellow Santori fans, Barry. Konnichiwa. <laughs> and Isaiah. What's up? I'm not a weeb. <laughs> <laughs> Today's episode is on being chased by people wielding custom Tokyo Marui airsoft guns. <laughs> Lost in translation. Our email is pointyhatcast at gmail.com. Please send us any questions or comments as well as any requests for movies for us to watch. Once again, our email is pointyhatcast at gmail.com. Lost in Translation was released on October 2003 in the U.S. It was directed by Sofia Coppola. The screenplay was also written by Sofia Coppola. It stars Scarlett Johansson, Bill Murray, Anna Faris, and many more. Currently, as of this podcast, it has a Rotten Tomato score of 95% for critics and 85% for audience. A faded movie star and a neglected young woman form an unlikely bond after crossing paths in Tokyo. Get started, Barry. Take us away. All right. So, I really quite like this film, although the core mm-hmm. premise is kind of gross. <laughs> it's just about <laughs> it's about people who are just cheating on each other, you know. Yeah. And but I I could have kind of done without that, but I don't know. It, it's it's fine for the film that it is. It's just fine to get the movie yeah. going. Um. The character of the Scarlett Johansson plays Charlotte is actually based on Sofia Coppola and her life. Really? Uh, and her relationship with her husband, Spike Johns, who... Spike uh, Johns. <laughs> if, you, if you notice that name, was yeah, the I... director of Her and yeah, also worked Spike with Scarlett Jones. Johansson te- 10 years later after this film. So there's an interesting connection for you right oh, there. Oh, that is weird. Yeah, right? that's very weird. <laughs> Um, okay. so it's kind of like it's kind of like a full circle career right there but yeah Sofia Coppola as far as I know this was her breakout directorial debut sort of um, yeah. she was also yeah. a writer director I think she got an Oscar nomination for screenplay director and film I want to say Maybe. like this movie got a bunch of Oscar nods uh, it was very impressive and yeah, so so it was kind of based on her relationship with um, Spike Jones. Uh, that that character, Anna, F- the Anna Ferris plays Kelly or whatever. Like the blonde uh, actress is supposedly Cameron Diaz, <laughs> <laughs> and you can kind of see it. Yeah, you can kind of see, yeah. kind of see it. A little bit ditzy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little That's funny. bit. Uh, there's a lot of stuff pulled out of her actual life in this film. Um, the filming of it is sort of influenced by uh, Akira Kurosawa, who worked with her father, Francis Ford Coppola. If you didn't legend. realize that was who, who her father legend. was. Yep. Absolute legend. legend. Um, so some of it's influenced by Kurosawa. And a lot of, a lot of this film is so organic because the screenplay basically had very little dialogue written it had like setups it had premises and most of the dialogue was made like in collaboration with bill murray and scarlett johansson and the actors mm-hmm. most of the scenes you see in the film were might be ad-libbed like on that take like that uh i remember my favorite example of this is when they're in the hospital 
and uh, Scarlett Johansson's getting her toe or whatever x-rayed, and Bill Murray is just sitting on the couch next to like some old uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, Japanese guy, and they're just, he's like, he says in Japanese, um, how long have you been to Japan? Right. Yeah. Nihon, Nihon ni, uh, Nanen or whatever. Disc- or yeah. whatever. Something like years? that. Yeah. How many years have you been in Japan? And it was, Bill <laughs> Murray obviously doesn't speak Japanese. That whole conversation is ad libbed. And you can see the two actresses in the background They're completely laughing. break down. <laughs> yeah. They're like, oh, God. <laughs> They're like, oh. <laughs> oh, man. That was, that, that's, that's completely ad libbed. <laughs> the guy jeans are at it again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A lot of the city shots had to be filmed guerrilla style because they couldn't get permission to film. Because it's illegal, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you can get, like, filming permits, but it's obviously expensive and difficult. Their budget for this film was $4 million. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. They had no money. If you're a small indie film, usually you just, you know, you're just, like, lightly break like, the law. <laughs> it's like, all right, we, got, we have, like, 30 seconds before cops are on us. Just go. Just go. Action. <laughs> Like all the shots of Shibuya are shot from that that Starbucks over uh, the Scramble Crossing. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. They said they were going that. to Starbucks and they got a bunch of shots. Yeah. <laughs> while they're going there. Like they just, they just like because the Starbucks how how it's laid out is the the order counters on the first floor, and you walk in and there's usually like a massive line and you grab your crappy cup of coffee and then you wander upstairs and you're mo- kind of isolated up there. I mean, there's going to be, like, a million tourists or whatever trying to get, like, their view of that, that crossing. But then I guess they just grabbed a coffee and just ran up there like, okay, we got to shoot really fast. <laughs> just go, 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 go. Go, go, go. Just, like, hiding, like, massive cameras. <laughs> it's, like, it's why a lot, of this, a lot of the film is shot handheld because they just couldn't, they didn't have time to set up. Yeah, they just had no, to film no. and go. It's, uh, it's, it's an aesthetic for sure. Yeah, it's definitely an aesthetic. It's a, it, it works. It works with the film. It was kind of distracting on one or two shots, but it generally works with the film. This is also one of Scarlett Johansson's very early performances. She was eighteen at the time, I think. I think she was actually born yes. after Ghostbusters was released. So that's <sighs> to give you a perspective on how much older Bill Murray is. <laughs> <laughs> just for some perspective yeah. um but yeah I, I i love the film um some some of that cheating stuff is kind of uncomfortable but overall it's kind of it's just a nice film very uh very quiet <laughs> there's not if any i think uh score the dialogue is obviously mostly ad-libbed so it's all fairly natural and plenty of awkward pauses that they leave all the yeah. way through. Like Which how kinda... real people talk, you know? Yeah, just like, are you going to say something? No, I don't know what to say. Let's just stare at each other for like 30 seconds. <laughs> I kind of I like it. I kind of like it. Because most films, you know, cut for brevity on dialogue. And don't, don't hold a shot like that. So yeah, very enjoyable. What do you think, Isaiah? Man, I, I really enjoy this film. Definitely not for everyone. And when Sam was like, yeah, I didn't like it, I was like, yeah, I, could, I get it, you know? It's, the film is very quiet, and yeah, honestly, it's pretty slow, too. There's not a whole lot that's going on besides just watching their relationship slowly unfold. But I, 
I just love this movie because I feel like it captures something that is so difficult to explain to people. Like the sense of being in like a big, busy city and just feeling so alone and so isolated. Because I've spent a lot of time in Japan and I've gone so many times, but a lot of times it's just like I feel like I'm alone. Mm. <laughs> in a sea of people and it's you are you are alone everyone else is a weave You're exactly a they're all they're all weaves <laughs> and i'm the only non-weave there you know yeah exactly but i feel like this film does a wonderful job of capturing this feeling that i feel like other films i i, I really can't think of any other films that really do this very well and capture this sense of loneliness and yeah just express it well yeah. Tokyo is like one of those places where like it's it's hard to describe but you it's you you feel like you're alone in this sea of people. You can be like on a yeah. street with like thousands of other people and you feel like you're completely alone. Yeah. It's a weird it's a weird feeling. Especially, you know, me as a non-weeb. It's like I don't know any <laughs> Japanese, right? So when I'm walking around Japan it's like I don't I don't really know what's going on. I'm just in my own bubble. <laughs> I think everyone in Japan feels that way because, you know, if you watch Conan O'Brien, you saw him rent a family, but, like, that's a booming <laughs> business. Yeah. like Yeah, you can, like, rent a boyfriend, rent a girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. Japan in general just has such a culture of loneliness and social isolation that is really rare, and it's a feeling that I feel like people have felt independently, but in Japan it just feels like, man, the whole country feels just depressed and lonely and it's really sad yeah. yeah when you walk onto a subway uh at rush and you just see like a throng of business suit clad like salary men and women and they all look like so unhappy <laughs> they just look so dead inside i mean it's perfectly quiet which is nice because you know you don't want to be on a subway where every, every it's like constant noise and racket but everyone's completely like no one's talking to each other everyone's just in their newspaper or phone or whatever and then like everyone just quietly gets on and gets off you're like this is like the twilight zone <laughs> it, it's such this it's like a such a strange feeling to be in a crowded subway with probably like a hundred people in your car and it's dead silent you can't hear anything that like, sounds oh. lovely to me <laughs> no it, it's it's scary <laughs> it's like a horror film <laughs> yeah it's unusually quiet mm. it's kind of nice when you're traveling because then you know mm-hmm. it's kind of refreshing but i can't i don't know it feels so isolated and yeah I don't know. It's but like Japan is kind of just the backdrop, and it's a very appropriate backdrop for like that core message of the film, like feeling mm-hmm. alone in your relationship, feeling alone in a crowd. Um, there are all those shots, like whenever they go out with like Charlie Brown and his friends. <laughs> Charlie and Brown. <laughs> Charlie Brown. This is the second movie with a Charlie Brown reference with Japanese people. The other one I remember being Kill Bill. Really, I don't remember that. Yeah, I don't you don't remember, remember Charlie Brown? No, I don't remember uh, Charlie Brown. Where she's fighting the crazy eighty-eight in that uh, in that little bar thing, like right before that, when they're t- getting taken up to the uh, to their private room, there's this bald Japanese guy in like a yellow, like yukata, and they call him Charlie Brown. <laughs> I remember that very distinctly. I do not. Oh my that. god. 
Charlie Blanchard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> no, I, I think Japan is such an appropriate backdrop, like as you said, for this film. And it just plays so well into that core message. It's a very quiet and slow film, but I, I really enjoy it. So tell me then, Sam, wh- why did you not enjoy this film? All right. Yeah. So like first of all, I think this is I think this film is well done. I think a direct parallel to this is her. Uh, now that you bring that up, that relationship up, it kind of makes sense. It's you a very now, well right? made. Yeah. Yeah, I see it now. It's a very well made low budget film against four million dollars. Probably most of that went to the actors. It's well acted. Like Scarlett Johansson can act. I didn't know she was no, that young. She's incredible. Yeah. Yeah, she's incredible. Bill Murray is also incredibly talented. Like. He's just funny without even trying. If you like most of it, you it's like wit. It's pure wit. Like the the speed at which he can come up with reactions, um, making fun of the situation. And if you're not paying attention, you kind of miss that humor. And that's where it's not like laugh out loud humor. It's not like hit you over the head humor. It's very subtle. It's very witty. Yeah. Every sorrow line, <laughs> or like when he's shooting that whiskey commercial. And then they're speaking pretty long sentences. I mean, I understood most of it because I, I am a wee or used to be a weeb. And then, and then they translate it. It's super short. And Bill Murray's like, "Are you sure that's it? <laughs> <laughs> are, are you sure that's what he said? Sure? Yeah. Is that um, all he said? Because that's that all was he very said. Long. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, like, yeah, it's well acted. It feels well produced for a film with such low budget and guerrilla yeah. shooting. Yeah. Um, Again, I, I missed the parts where Barry pointed out that if it took you out of the moment because it was shot handheld, I I missed that because honestly, even though I don't like, I didn't it like wasn't this a, movie. It wasn't a huge deal, but in some shots, it was a little bit distracting. Yeah, I didn't notice it because I was actually like engrossed in the movie, and I mm-hmm. think um, as they nailed it as well, like it's this feeling of loneliness and melancholy that you don't really get anywhere else and they captured it and it feels very real like this i i suspected that this script was based off of someone's actual story because the things that happened and the way that happened it didn't feel made up it felt like someone it happened to someone because there's some details in there that are oddly specific uh (laughs) and super weird like that scene where they hired a lady to come in uh, for Bill Murray and she's like a fetish lady and it's like I want you to rip my stockings and then she can't pronounce the R so she's like lip and then you know it's kind of weird like why this scene here it must have happened it must have happened yeah. in real life it's just so ridiculous you're like yeah, yeah. this can't be made up this, this has to be, be real it has to be real and knowing Japan maybe yeah it didn't seem out of place it's probably but, real. <laughs> yeah. Getting shot at by an airsoft gun by some bar- angry bartender. Yeah, yeah. That has to be real. I it can totally see that happening in Japan. And like the, yeah, the yeah. BB guns are, um, they're coated in this paint where it lights up and, and lighting, some specific lighting. And I feel like, yeah, all these things had to be real. And so like, the reason why I didn't like it though was the, the core thrust of the story was this non-realistic relationship forming so the way that it's filmed it's mostly platonic with the hint of romance but like to me this is the story of every single like hollywood star older guy is hitting on a younger girl and then they have an affair and then they break off their current relationships have a fling for a short while 
and they find someone new. And the reason why this it brought me out, it made me actually made me a little bit angry, is because if the core thrust was you you feel lonely and melancholy no matter what, then I would be yeah. like, all right, that's relatable. But if the what I got out of the movie was they're they're actually bored of their current relationships and they don't put any effort into fixing it. Instead, they look for something new. And that's where I had an issue with it because this this problem or this thing that everyone goes through is very real and the solution that was portrayed by the movie is to drop what you have and look for something else. And if you like break it down, uh, it it's not realistic. Like, <laughs> what what reason did Bill Murray have to go with Scarlett Johansson? There's no, there's no actual reason. They're like personality wise, whatever wise. There's there's nothing given. It was a spark of emotion, and emotion is very fickle, and you can't really depend on it. And like Bill Murray's married with with kids too, and that's the yeah, yeah. rough part. And uh, Scarlett Johansson's recently married, and they're not even trying to work it out. And it's to me, it just—I don't know. It—I'm a ver- very family-oriented guy. If I just put myself in 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 that in those kind of shoes, where I was married with kids, if if I'm Bill Murray or if I'm Scarlett Johansson recently married, like I I would want to work with whoever I'm married to, and work it out, right? Like you like mm-hmm. relationship takes work it's not based on emotion and that's that's why it made me angry like the movie itself and the story itself everything about it i think it's well done i actually was engrossed in it but the thing that was shown to me made me angry it wasn't necessarily the fall of the movie it's just it's real too it happens you see it in the news all the time but like me seeing it yeah it just made me sad too uh just think of the kids you know like think of the wife even though the wife is super clingy, it just, it just she pissed me off. Let <laughs> the man have a break. She said to yeah. carpet yeah. samples yeah. to Japan. Yeah, like, this, oh this has God. to be real too. Like, and the faxes of like the bookshelf designs. Mm-hmm. And like, I get it. That's annoying. But like, talk with the wife, you know, like talk it through, like talk with your husband, the husband or wife who like talk, it's talk it through, like work, work on it. Like it, it takes it takes a lot of hard work for a relationship to work and you can't just throw it away because you doesn't feel like it works anymore. Um, that said though, if for the core thrust was that the feeling of loneliness and melancholy, I, I get it, but mm-hmm. it's, it wasn't quite that it wasn't quite a hundred percent. It was more like you're bored of your current relationship and you found a new one, you know? Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, the way I saw the film, at least for my like initial viewing, was, uh, it's this, it's being lost, and it's these two people who are like these lost souls that find some sort of solace, like solace yeah. in each other. I got that, but the practical practicality of it is an old man has an affair with a younger girl. There's no way that relationship's going to remain yeah. platonic yeah, if, in real yeah, life. If you deconstruct it yeah. a, a little bit, it's, it's pretty scummy. It's a lot worse yeah. coming from Bill Murray's side. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, Scarlett Johansson, you can sympathize with her a lot more than Bill Murray. Bill Murray's married with two kids. He's a successful actor. 
uh, fairly well off, and he's like having a fling with a with a much much younger girl. Yeah, because yeah. Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If you think about it, you're like, yeah, that's pretty scummy. But the movie's not really about that, so I kind of give it a pass on that. On that. Front. Yeah, that yeah. that's my perspective as well. Because it, it is had... super scummy, but at the same time, yeah. it's like I can overlook that for the other message of trying to find your place in the world. Yeah, yeah. two people. I think you you nailed it. Like it it should have been about two lost people finding each other. Like we're both lost here. You know, we mm-hmm. have a commonality here and trying to get through that. But like, I wish it wasn't through this kind of relationship. I wish it was through something else. Like, you know, I couldn't. Yeah. Y- you wished it was like much more platonic. Yeah. Like yeah. it didn't have to be an older guy with a younger girl. Like I, mm-hmm. it's just, you just think of Hollywood and it's so normal. And uh, I didn't want to see that. Yeah. And yeah. I remember seeing, reading some like, critic reviews that were like if this was the other way around if it was like an older woman younger guy it's like this would be such a bad movie and i was like wait (laughs) isn't that just uh what is that movie where he's like you're trying to seduce me uh stacy's mom right Uh, has got it going on (laughs) has got it going on you know like yeah stacy's mom what what movie is that why can i not remember i don't remember but yeah that that was it and like it just american pie no yeah it's old it's It's dustin hoffman but yeah that that was it that was Mm -hmm. the main reason why i didn't like it the movie itself is actually quite well made the script feels very real the acting is well done i think um this the topic of loneliness and melancholy isn't covered and this movie does extremely well it's just the actual trappings of it turned me off quite a bit mm. that was that was the only reason it was just yeah. that okay also there's one other issue i had it's a very yeah. small one so bill murray's supposed to be this action movie star or, or like they're talking about like this car chase sequence right and i'm looking at bill and i'm like dude he does not look like an action movie star <laughs> no offense to bill he just yeah. seems like a, a movie star uh and like it just I think made it was, yeah. i think it was implied that it was like a long time ago like, yeah a long time ago so yeah, he's yeah. like way past his prime he's way past his that's why he's doing whiskey commercials but yeah, still yeah. like and just made me think in japan in japan <laughs> yeah two, two mil which is quite a bit for that time as well but like i'm just thinking of once upon a time in hollywood and how much better that was i mean obviously they had a lot bigger budget and more time to work with i think the the time they had to film was like like three weeks or something insanely short it was yeah like yeah four mil ridiculous it was basically they started shooting and then they're like uh she wrote this movie for bill murray right and she was hoping Mm -hmm. that bill murray would come through so they just literally yoloed it went went to japan they started filming, and then Bill Murray is <sighs> like, "All right, amazing. I'll come in." And it's like amazing. the Odom effect. Oh, there's a yeah. much there's a much longer story behind that. So, if, if for those unaware, Bill Murray uh, doesn't have an agent. Uh, he reached a point like <laughs> a good a good you know thirty years ago where he stopped having any fucks left to give. So instead of it, <laughs> so instead of having an agent, he has a voicemail box, and to get him to play a part, you just leave him a voicemail, and he'll and he'll call you back and just say yes. And that's He'll it. Let you know. Yeah. That's it. That's all you've got. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Sofia Coppola sent him the script, and he did call her back, and he said yes. And then there was no further contact. That was it. So they're like, okay. 
I guess we're doing it. Like when, where? So they they do all the pre-production. They set up for shooting. It's like a week left to go, and she's like, "Oh my god, Bill Murray's not here. <laughs> He's not gonna come through." Like up until the last moment, and he, she calls up like Wes Anderson, who had worked with Bill Murray on like Royal Tenenbaums <laughs> with and everything. He, she's like, "Wes, Wes, you please help. <laughs> where is Bill Murray?" He's where like, is "Don't." My Bill? Where's Bill? He's like, you know, Bill Murray's kind of a kind of a dickhead, but he'll be there. He's mm-hmm. a man of his word. Yeah. And sure enough, he sho- he shows up with like like no time left to go, like right before they start shooting. And they're like, thank God, we have a movie. <laughs> thank the God. Movie saved. <laughs> the movie is, It'd be a different movie, a movie if there's there's no Bill Murray in it. <laughs> it would be her, but in <laughs> yeah, but the other way around. But the other way around, yeah. Bill Murray's voice. <laughs> mm-hmm. They just ADR with Bill Murray. <laughs> yeah. That'd be an interesting film. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. But the movie was The Graduate. <laughs> yes. The Graduate. Well, apparently she's making a new film with Bill Murray. It's coming out really? sorta of soon. She yeah. she's done a couple films. She also did a very Murray Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> That's not yeah, even you can a see joke. A pattern here. <laughs> really? That's not even a yeah. joke. That's a real thing. Dude, I guess she and Wes Anderson just take turns borrowing Bill Murray. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bill Murray, he just he just does not fucking care anymore, and it's kind of cost him. the The whole reason he did the Garfield movie was uh, somebody called him and said, "Hey, we're doing this movie." And he looked at the script, and uh, the writer was like Robert Cohen, and he thought, "Oh, I like the Cohen brothers. I'll do that movie." Oh and no! And then he shows up, and he's like, "You're not the Cohen brothers. <laughs> You're not the Cohen brothers." <laughs> Wait, that's actually really funny. <laughs> Mistakes were made. <laughs> um, then he's like, "Ah, oh, shit." He's like, "All right, I guess I'm doing it." Fuck it. Turns out then, to be the best movie ever made, right? <laughs> yeah, probably not. That's why you see Bill Murray do so many like low budget indie films, and he'll say yes to like the stupidest roles because he just does not care. He has no shits left to give. <laughs> he ran out of fucks yeah. left to give like a good thirty years ago. Like, yeah, we should we should hire him for our podcast. I think he has said that. Uh, Lost in Translation is his one. I think it's his favorite film that he's been in, though. So mm, that's really? pretty cool. Huh. Yeah, I think what's so cool is like Sofia Coppola. Just the fact that this was her debut, you know. Yeah. And I feel yeah. like being the daughter of Francis Ford Coppola is, you know, it's it's quite a legacy to live up to, you know. Yeah. You can oh, feel that, the pressure. Yeah. yeah. You you can also feel like some similarities. I, I've felt some similar vibes when I was watching The Godfather and mm-hmm. those kind of movies like something translated like it it's, I think it's genetic you know <laughs> like, was, was it someone lost in translation funny story the movie title is not lost in translation in all languages there's like in Spanish it's like the language of love or something and oh, <laughs> it's okay. just like you guys fucked up <laughs> Yeah, that got lost in translation. <laughs> Literally lost in translation. Yeah. I wonder what the Japanese title is. <laughs> Suntory know. time. <laughs> Suntory time. It's, oh my god! A good I hope that I hope they got sponsored for for the Suntory whiskey. They I hope had they did. to have like. Uh, yeah, I have a sneaking suspicion that they might not have. Really? I don't. I I believe the Suntory whiskey thing was uh. No, I think it's based off of the fact that Francis Ford Coppola and Akira Kurosawa worked together on like a Suntory advert, um, uh-huh. and that's how 
Sofia Coppola met Kurosawa, so oh. she pulled that in. So I don't even That's know if they so were actually wow, sponsored. I think Gamebusters for them, right? It could have been. I'm sure they were. I'm like sure they homage. were perfectly happy. Yeah, yeah. But they're like hell yeah, <laughs> like free advertising. <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> I mean, Suntory wasn't the brand that it is today back then, right? Oh, absolutely not. It was considered much more of a budget whiskey it. than now. It's considered more of top shelf. Yeah, it's like eighty dollars yeah. now, and it's won like awards. Yeah, it's kind of kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. For relaxing times, make a Suntory. Make a Suntory, time. huh? Yeah. Uh, specifically, they're drinking the Hibiki 17 Year, which is a pretty nice blended whiskey. Pretty it's, nice. I don't know. You mean really nice? <laughs> I mean, it's it's pretty. I say it's pretty nice because mm-hmm. it's like an 80 plus dollar bottle now. And That's I don't, true. Yeah, I don't it's, think it's, it's worth a that. lot of money. It's a lot of money for 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 a bottle of whiskey. Yeah. That's something nice to drink, sure, but you can get you can get a lot of a lot of whiskey for eighty bucks. Yeah, just just my 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 quantity over whiskey quality. aside. <laughs> <laughs> but how much is like Blanton's? Blanton's? It's mm-hmm. also like it's also about eighty bucks. It's like an eighty bottle. Why yeah, these are wow. cheap? Once we pull in the podcast money, we'll buy multiple <laughs> bottles. We'll have a nice studio. Blanton's isn't super expensive, but it is hard to find. Hibiki, you can generally find at most major alcohol retailers. That's true. Yeah. It's not the hardest thing to find. That's right. You have to go hunting for it. Mm. (laughs) It's kind of depressing. That's right. That's why you have to buy our merch so we can buy the whiskeys. (laughs) (laughs) I think I've got a bottle of Hibiki sitting around somewhere. I don't know where it is. But yeah, there's so much drinking in this movie. There's so much. Yeah. Like every other yeah. every other scene they're like in the bar or out at a bar. Yeah. Or yeah. like drinking drinking in the room out of the weird rectangular sake uh boxes. <laughs> sake box. Wait, I want to like, why is that when I was in Japan, <laughs> I was looking why? for them, but I couldn't find any that were like decently cheap. You just gotta steal some from a restaurant. <laughs> some were like five dollars a box. I was like, that's stupid. Yeah, yeah, they're expensive. I'm like, damn. It's a box. Damn. It's a, a box. It's, just, hey. it's just a wood box for yeah. sake. But uh, one thing I oh I wanted to point out too was mm-hmm. uh, the part, the scene where Bill Murray sleeps with the the bar singer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I understood why he did that. Like, or at least maybe I was just projecting my own observations slash feelings on it. But like, it's like you know when you like someone and you like. And she's perfect, right? But then you think that you don't deserve that girl or you think that relationship won't work out or you think that that girl deserves better. So you settle for someone else instead. Someone that you'll hate yourself for, (laughs) right? And then or like drive that person away. I don't know. I thought that was, it was too real. Like I understood. Even though there's like no dialogue and then you just see Bill Murray wake up and he he makes a face of, I I just made a big mistake. (laughs) But yeah, I don't know. I like a, a lot of it felt too real. I felt like it was it think, was real stuff. I think that's a good thing, though, right? You yeah, want your right. film to have quite a yeah, large yeah. amount of realism. I think it's good. Yeah. Just people making huge relationship mistakes over the course of a movie. Yeah, I like the scene immediately after that where they're getting um, hot pot. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're just sitting here across the table from each other, <laughs> with like in complete silence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just so just awkward. Pissed. Yeah, it's beautifully awkward. I loved it. 
Yeah. With his little, with his bubbling hot pot and two giant plates of meat. But I feel like you don't see scenes like that in a lot of movies, right? You don't, you don't. Yeah. I, I like it. There's a lot of little moments like that that I feel like are so unique to this film that I really enjoy. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, there's a lot of parallels to her, and I think it makes sense now. I think her, the premise is like, let's try to explore what love is, right? So even if they mm-hmm. get the definition wrong, it's the purpose of the movies to explore it, right? Whereas in Last in Translation, it's kind of like saying that this is quote-unquote love or, you know, like the best that love can get in this type of situation. And I was like, no, that's not true. You can make it work. Just It's just hard. It's very hard. And you don't want to do it because people are annoying and you get annoyed <laughs> to like death by especially family and I, under- I understand it I understand it but like to make yeah. it work it's just you just gotta put in a, a lot of work and effort it's very hard and I wish that they show that at least the trying part you know like tr- just try it try to make it work try to solve your problems but it's like nope <laughs> like nope <laughs> No, it just made me sad. Yeah. Uh, Cause I was thinking, like, what if that happened to me? What if I was Scarlett Johansson's husband, right? Or I was, I was the wife with kids. Yeah, you wish. Yeah. <laughs> I wish. I, I wish. wish I was Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I, you know, I, I had someone, you know, that just, just left me like that emotionally. You know, they're just there physically, but. Honestly, I, I would know. settle for being Bill Murray's wife. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And angrily sending carpet life. samples halfway across yeah, the world. No, that's totally like... something I would do. Really? Oh no! <laughs> oh no! I would be a little bit more considerate. I, I would probably cut them into smaller squares. Oh, you know, you save a little save bit. Money on yeah, save, right. yeah, you got to save them the shipping. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> shipping stuff to Japan is not cheap. Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> Unless you want and to take I, three I'm months. I'm assuming she did it like overnight as well, because. He got there really quick. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's only, he's there, only for there for like a week. Like a week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which brings me, I've, I have questions about like the timeline of this film. Because it theoretically takes place over the course of like a week, like 10 days maybe, yeah, right? Yeah, And for the most part, it works. You can kind of track it. And then it, you kind of lose where they are in the week. And then like you feel like they've been there for a while. But then he's like, oh, it's not even Friday yet. Like, oh, what? Yeah. And I think at some point, like Scarlett Johansson's in like Kyoto, which is like a she takes like, like a three day trip. Yeah, it's like oh, a three-hour yeah. bullet train ride from mm-hmm. from Tokyo. Uh, she just goes for like for like one shot, and then she's back. <laughs> You're like, wow, that's a that's a long ass way to go. <laughs> Imagine sending out like a B team camera crew just to film that one shot. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have to make you take this six-hour round trip just so we can get this one shot. It's like. I I'm down. Yeah, I Wait, mean, it's, how, it's how much faster cool. would it be on a bullet train, or is it the same time? Well, no, bullet. No. It's three hours by bullet train. Oh, yeah. Okay, never mind. Not yeah. taking the bullet train is like, man, maybe ten Six hours. Six hours. Ten. I, holy cow. Okay. I don't even know how long it would be oh. on not bullet train. Because you have to do transfers then if you don't take bullet train. I'm pretty sure. We should have yeah. bullet trains. Except, yeah, I don't know. I don't know anyone yeah. that would go local to Kyoto. You're either doing bullet train, like a local local or airline, overnight or like a bus. night bus. Yeah, night bus. A lot of people do overnight bus. Ugh. Oh. Yeah. I think I don't know if that's worth it. 
Bro, it's like $20 versus it's, Bullet it's Train, so... which is, you know, like $120. Yeah, if you get like the if you get the rail pass though, you could just hop on and off at whatever. Yeah, if you get the JR pass, that's pretty legit. Um it's just I value sleep too much. <laughs> nah, I can sleep anywhere, so it doesn't matter to me. <laughs> I can too, but there's a difference between lying down and sleeping and then like like sleeping in like little bits, you know, on a bus. But I don't know. I don't know. I guess to each his own. I would I would personally recommend taking the Shinkansen, the bullet train. I'm it's... young. I can I can go I can rough it, you know, yeah. go the cheap way. I'm an old man, you know. I got. I need a little, a, a little bit of comfort, a little bit. <laughs> yeah. For reference, though, what you have to do to make this trip is from. It looks like they she was staying in the Tokyo Hyatt. I think the Tokyo Hyatt, right? Which is, I think, in Asakusa. Asakusa. I think so. Yeah. I'll have know. to. I'll have to look it up. But you, you basically have to. You would have to take. The JR line from wherever you are to Tokyo Station, which is probably about like a 15 minute train ride plus like another 15 to 20 minute walk from wherever you are. And then you take the, and then you wait for wherever, the, whenever the bullet train shows up, mm-hmm. which is fairly often actually. It's probably about every half hour. Yeah. yeah. Um, depending on which line you're taking and how much you want to pay. <laughs> wow, that's a lot of trains then. It's a, yeah. it's a ton. But it's I a mean, ton. pretty much the entire country is connected by train though. Mm. Yeah, like we didn't even bother reserving seats. We showed up with the JR pass, and we're like, "When's the next one?" Okay, and we just hopped on and went. Mm-hmm. It was pretty cool. But then it's like a two and a half to three hour ish, probably probably closer to three hours, all things considered, to get to uh, Kyoto, and then transferring in Kyoto kind of is kind of awkward because they have more different train lines. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't have like a like a big circle around the city. You have to do this weird. <laughs> Like cross transfer. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. You know, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I know about what you're talking Kyoto, about. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like to get the downtown from the Kyoto station, you have to do one transfer that will involve either walking or probably just walking, honestly. Yeah, and Kyoto station is freaking massive. Like to just walk. I remember it was like you can't cut through certain parts of the station, so you have to walk around. And walking around takes like thirty minutes. Oh my. Yeah, to get from one side of the station to the other. It's over a mile and a half long, I think. Why? <laughs> it's pretty long. <laughs> because like the Japan... Shinkansen line. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's just a huge station. Tokyo Station is fucking huge, too. Oh, yeah, absolutely. To get to the Shinkansen, you have to. I don't remember exactly, actually. Because I, I, I didn't transfer from, from Tokyo Station. I transferred from the next one, which is. Uh, sh- not Shibuya. I don't. I don't even remember. I don't remember. But there's there's two stations you can take it from. But yeah, yeah it, it like just getting around in the station will take you a good ten to fifteen minutes. We're making this sound really terrible. It's actually really easy. It just takes some time. So yeah. to day trip to Kyoto, you're looking at a very big time investment. Yeah. Okay. Just takes a week going to Kyoto and back. That's a different. Like movie. <laughs> like if you leave like at at the earliest possible time in the morning. And then come back at the latest possible time, then it's maybe reasonable, but like, like you're not gonna, yeah. you're like, just like in the movie, she went and saw like one thing and then she came back. <laughs> no, like literally, that's all you can do. <laughs> that's all you're going to be able to do. Yeah, because I, I spent three days in Kyoto and I feel like I really only saw maybe half the things I wanted to see. There's so much to see. Like, it's probably, I think I enjoyed it a little bit more than Tokyo when I went. Uh, I, I think Kyoto is like history. my favorite city in Japan. Yeah. That I've been to so far. It's also a lot more tourists. There's so many tourists. Oh, absolutely. 
all of my Chinese fam from uh, from mainland, <laughs> like clogging up all the streets mainland, and locking all. up. You know that they're mainland Chinese because they're loud. Japanese people aren't loud. <laughs> oh no, I can tell immediately. Yeah. I can tell, like you hear just like this like thunderous roar of Chinese <laughs> and like this giant crowd, and then they like immediately cut through all the lines. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's mainland that Chinese. And that one person with a hat on and backpack holding, like, a little teddy bear tied to a selfie stick. Yeah, yeah. or, like, a f- little flag. Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> You're like, God damn it. These are my people. I hate you. <laughs> They're in Korea as well. They're, like, Wait, they drive uh, tourism in Korea. Mm-hmm. It's mainly Chinese. I saw this video. I don't know if it's real or not, but it was pretty much a guide for Chinese tourists on how to be tourists in other countries. And it was just like, yeah, no, no spitting out your gum or spitting on the ground or like lifting up your shirt to like the midriff thing. <laughs> oh, that's so that Chinese. Yeah. I do it sometimes. <laughs> Wait, no, like, like permanently or like what? No, like, okay, this is, a th- I don't know if this is oh, in another is it? Asian countries. Is, it, is but... it called the, uh, like the, the uncle, the uncle mankini or I don't, I don't know. There's like some name for it. There's a name for it, but basically after you've had like a big meal or if you're just like a little bit overheated, you just like pull up your shirt from the bottom up to your armpits and you just roll it up and you just leave it there and just leave your gut hanging out. Yeah. <laughs> You'll see Chinese people doing it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like in public? Funny. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah just everywhere. like you're, out, you're sitting out at a restaurant you just like pull it up, you know? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I've, seen, yeah. I've seen the white version of just pulling it over your stomach. And like leaving it exposed, you're like usually tapping it. No, this is like this is like a full on like procedure. Like you, <laughs> like you bunch up the shirt so it like rides there, and you're just like leaving your gut out. I'm learning yeah. things. No, no, that's a real thing. And then okay. yeah, yeah. And then like don't pee everywhere. Don't poop. Don't pee, poop in. To- <laughs> yeah. Don't poop in garbage cans. Yeah. That's a thing. <laughs> that's yeah, a real thing. It's a real thing. It's a real thing. It's really sad. <laughs> 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 man yeah so good many old, questions yeah so many questions and they're not going to have answers the answer <laughs> is just going to be because china yeah. because that, china. that reminds me of the gamer den pictures there's a series uh called the worst or nastiest gaming dens uh it's a it's a picture series it's a bit older but there's one where this guy legitimately has one of those like commercial garbage cans next to his computer, the one with the like push in, uh, tabs or whatnot. Mm-hmm. It's it's a lid that you just push in, right? Throwing garbage, and it's smeared with poop. You don't know how it got there. It, I'm just assuming he just put his butt on it and just pooped into the garbage can, but the lid wasn't all the way in. <laughs> oh, it just reminds me of that. So yeah, I guess Good I'll stuff. mention briefly, but this movie. Its portrayal of Japan is a little bit unfair. Japan is certainly different, but it's not nearly as weird as this movie makes it out to be. (laughs) I agree with that, yeah. It highlights all of the weird stuff, and really, Japan's just, I don't know, a place full of a lot of people. The weird stuff is there if you want to go looking for it, but it's definitely not just, like, all over the place. The one thing that did strike me is, like, that little van... Um, with the loudspeakers, people with the yeah. politician. Yeah. That's a real yeah, thing, yeah. and I, I saw that <laughs> a bunch really of times funny. over there. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty funny. <laughs> kind of like it. It's like, hey, like instead of this impersonal thing where people were like t- 
talking at you through a TV. They're, they're like running down the street and saying hi to everyone. I'm like, okay, yeah, you know, I dig this. I dig it. Vote for me. <laughs> Vote for me. Vote for me. I noticed it because uh, Goldie Wilson. <laughs> yeah. Vote for Vote Mayor for me. Goldie yeah. Wilson. Yeah, like I thought it kind of highlighted things that that would be frustrating if you're a foreigner, but like maybe, you know, exacerbated. But like, if you go to Japan, these guys are very polite and professional and they just do their yeah. jobs. So like, yeah. I, I didn't get to see that side as much as the weird stuff that may, maybe may frustrate someone who's new to Japan. Because that's the thing I was getting when I was watching the movie. I feel very frustrated being here in this country. You know, that's, that's what I felt. And I think it was a little, a little unfair, like Barry said. I don't know. I get those sentiments sometimes. You too? Okay, yeah. Maybe it's, you're just not a weave. You're not or a I'm weave. just like, I can't speak to people. And it's like, it infuriates me at times, you know? Because people just don't understand what the hell I'm saying. It's See, like, if you why? watch a lot of anime, I, you I'm would just know like, Japanese. Why do I even bother speaking, you know? <laughs> and everyone just looks at me and they're like, oh, he's Japanese for sure. <laughs> well, the, yeah. the, key, the key I found is if you don't speak weave, just single words are usually fine. Most, yeah. most Japanese people have like a respectable English vocabulary, but no grammar. So they can't string a sentence together. Yes. But it, if you say like one word at a time, like... Yeah, beer, single words, steak. <laughs> they'll understand you, or like train station, waifu, <laughs> waifu, <laughs> husbando, husbando, suntory time. Yeah, suntory time. Suntory time. That's, that means you just gotta watch more anime, Isaiah. You'll understand like ten percent more Japanese. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> every time you every, every year you watch more anime you just learn more and more Japanese oh, no. but it's like a weird subset of like language aim for children <laughs> that normal people don't use so you have like a really useless vocabulary yeah <laughs> oh no it's great I can tell you from experience after thousands of hours of anime I can speak at roughly a preschool level yeah <laughs> <laughs> I think the best time I had in Japan though was going around with Eugene cause he was my translator and that was, mm-hmm. I was like, man, this is, this is what speaking Japanese could be. I was like, oh, <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> but then I, I was like, nah, anything. I'm not a weeb. I don't want to learn. <laughs> so yeah, um, like the relationships, oh. I don't know, the, the, the husband and wife relationship is kind of there more to inform their situation. So yeah. it's, it's, it's always, it's a little bit bothersome to me as well. And like in the background, but again, it's not real. The movie's not really about that. So I'll just, I'll just give it a pass. It's okay. Yeah. You know, it's might, more about, it might about like the same. Yeah. It's just yeah. these two people coming together at a weird moment in their lives. And like the movie itself is just these little moments, these, and like great performances from everyone, especially Charlie Brown. Superlative <laughs> yeah. performance from Charlie Brown. The the absolute breakout role for Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, honestly, that's that's so crazy. I can't imagine being like eighteen and being like, "Hey, let's go to Japan and film a movie." <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, Sam, Scarlett Johansson has range. She does. They I wasted just her wish... in Marvel. Yeah, I wish they gave her. A, oh, she's getting a, a chance. movie. That's right. She's, she's getting, getting a movie. movie. Technically, okay. Iron Man's last movie. I, I hope. You're supposed to be in it. Yeah, yeah. I hope oh. that they give her. A chance to showcase her acting potential and just not her physical appearance, you know? No, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. 
they need to give her that because she's very talented. Mm-hmm. You can use Amber Heard for that. Just don't give her any lines, you know. <laughs> there's there's the right you know <laughs> the right type of people to choose. Uh, it's ironic though because her name is Amber Heard. The right tool for like, the job. You don't want to hear her. Yeah. <laughs> some people are scalpels and some people are chainsaws. You know, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Just really depends. <laughs> depends. <laughs> Scarlett Johansson is definitely in this film a lot for his sex appeal. Like that first shot of the film was just her butt. Her, her booty, yeah. Do you want to hear something funny though? What? So Scarlett Johansson, she was obviously really uncomfortable filming that scene. Mm-hmm. So the director, Sofia Coppola, she was just like, okay, and she just like took off her pants and like shot the scene and showed her what it would look like, and then she shot her doing that scene. It's <laughs> <laughs> like you think I won't do it? I won't do it right now. And she Bet. Like, <laughs> That's some great directing right there. Yeah, I, I respect is. that. Yeah. She's like, this is a moment from my life. I remember it. <laughs> my booty. I think it's supposed to be based off like a painting. Because I remember it, a it painting is. that it looks is, very yeah. much like that. Uh, Probably some like Renaissance Baroque painting or something. Yeah. But I was like, huh. That's, that's the opening then. Okay. <laughs> I'm a of a painter okay. as a booty. I'm okay with this. That's a nice booty. On that note, should we call an end there? Yes, we can. Else? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Well, why don't we go over any closing thoughts and then uh, a rating? So, I loved this film. Uh, great performances. Like that core idea of being alone in a relationship or being alone in a group. I don't. I don't think I can recall a film that does it better than this one um napoleon dynamite kind of does a good job of it <laughs> i'm gonna that's be not perfectly the honest i was expecting yeah, that's not yeah the it's probably not the <laughs> yeah. example but th- th- that's also a movie that's really about like loneliness right and yeah. feeling yeah. separated but coming from a completely different angle fat lord Yeah. But but I uh, I love I love the performances. I think it's a great directorial debut. This this movie won the Oscar for screenplay. I think yeah. Mm. Um, it seems like there wasn't much of a screenplay to begin with. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's just like Some stand together. Notes. We'll put you in a two shot and just talk. <laughs> There's just lots of very memorable powerful moments that are with absolutely no dialogue like they're they're outside the karaoke room and they're just sitting there having a smoke and just this great great well framed uh there's like that triangle in the background that is throughout the film um illuminati confirmed yeah illuminati (laughs) lots of you lots of use of like shapes and um you know, great blocking in all of the frame on all of the frames of the film. Um, I think that this film very much popularized Suntory. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is kind of nice. It's kind of unfortunate. Now we have eighty dollar bottles. <laughs> yeah, now we have eighty dollar bottles of Suntory Hibiki Seventeen. Oh boy, <sighs> unfortunate. But yeah. great performances by Bill Murray, uh, Scarlett Johansson, and the rest of the cast does very well as well for whatever their limited screen time is, especially Charlie Brown. Charlie Brown is the best. Charlie Brown. Charlie Brown. 
so yeah enjoyable um quiet slow definitely not for everyone but an, yeah. an interesting film uh i'm going to give this i'm going to give this film i think a, a nine wow okay nine suicide wow. squads wow okay okay yeah uh, there's not much to really complain about besides like the relationship stuff uh, which is not, not really what the movie's about. And then just like some shooting choices, which obviously they had like five minutes <laughs> to film with a hand cam. It's yeah. like, go, and go, run out into the street, film right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Nine Suicide Squads. What did you think, Isaiah? Man, I also love this film. And I've, I love it because it captures something that I try to explain to people about like traveling to Japan and this feeling of like loneliness. And no other film can really, you know, do that for me. And it was something that's, yeah, it, that manages to capture such like an elusive feeling so beautifully. So I just love this film for that reason. But I definitely would not recommend this film to everyone. It's, yeah, I think it's something not a lot of people would personally relate to. But I guess if you spent a lot of time, like, maybe living in a different country where you didn't speak the language, you can kind of understand or get where this is coming from and yeah it's just a wonderful story about two people who are like at such different points in life yet they still have this same shared feeling of like being lost and now more so than like before when i first watched the film because i think i first watched it in high school yeah it's like i really relate to scarlett johansson's character she's like fresh out of college and she just doesn't know what she's doing with her life and I feel like mm. that that's a theme a lot of college kids can relate to, of this feeling like, yeah, I've been working so long and hard for this goal, and my whole life has kind of been laid out before me, just like, go to school, do these things. But now you're at a point where you're like, man, what do I do from here? It's like, what is... <laughs> what do, start a podcast. Exactly, start a podcast. <laughs> Get famous on the internet. And it's like, there is no set trajectory for your life, and that's such a difficult spot to be in. and. In those moments, it feels so mm. like depressing, so lonely, so difficult. I think it's a beautiful thing to know that it's like a universal feeling. That a lot of people, no matter how young or how old, whatever stage of life you're in, no matter how successful, it's like they still feel these things. And that's why I think that this is just such a wonderful film. But yeah, I, I definitely, now that you've explained where you're coming from, Sam, I get why you wouldn't like it. Yeah. And like that whole storyline. Yeah. Yeah, I also kind of don't like as much, but overall I I really enjoy this film. And I would give it You know what? I'm going to I'm going to give it a 9 too. Wow. Okay, yeah, I'm okay. going to give it a 9. <laughs> well, what about you, Sam? What do you think? Yeah, uh I think it's a well-made movie. I, like acting is great, the dialogue is it feels real. And also, like, mm. I feel like this movie is a biopic, you know. It, it feels like it's not fictional. It's, it actually happened. And it feels like it actually happened. And it feels like it actually happened to either yourself or someone you know. It feels personal. Yeah. And, yeah, I think you're right. It, it captured a feeling of the loneliness, melancholy, being lost uh, quite well. I'm glad that it did it in a way that's approachable and not like artsy fartsy. You know, it's not pretentious by any means. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That said, the way that the the solution they give or the things that happened, 
uh, I don't, I don't like it. I don't, I don't want to normalize it. You know, like that's the thing that I, I don't want to happen. So that said, I will give it a seven. If it wasn't for wow. that, I would give it a nine as well. Uh, like you can't dock it too many points. It's, it's an incredibly well made yeah, yeah. film. Like it, it makes you feel things or like question things or like you said, uh, you know, I, I, I like what you brought up because I think young kids are sold a lie where they're like, you have to go to school, focus on academics, go to college, and then your life will find its own way by then, <laughs> but it's a lie. And you'll magically know what to do with yeah, your Yeah, you'll life. magically know. Yeah. And it's a scary thought, but I think it's also like really freeing in that you can make it whatever you want it to be. It's, mm-hmm. it's just that I'm, it's a little sad that, you know, parents, especially Asian parents kind of push you towards this route where you're not really free to explore all of your options and kind of try out everything that you want to do and uh see who you want to be uh and then find yourself you know right that's uh, that's yeah. another thing but i think that's kind of relatable to the movie too where you're kind of locked in to something and you don't really you don't really have a chance to explore uh but yeah that that's it all right okay anything else y'all want to add in for a good time <laughs> yeah Santori <laughs> okay well on that note uh, this has been episode 21 on Lost in Translation thank you for listening in write to us at pointyhatcast at gmail.com once again the email is pointyhatcast at gmail.com catch you guys next time please check out our merch store <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for dropping by guys. Stay pointy. Stay pointy. Stay pointy. <laughs>